Hello and welcome to the TTI Distribution Download, the podcast where we talk about all things happening in the world of electronic components with the specialists of TTI. And now, your host for the TTI Distribution Download, Paula Renfro. Welcome, everybody, to the TTI Distribution Download. My name is Paula Renfro, and our guest today is Gabe Osorio from TTI's legendary transportation business unit, also known as the TBU. Hello, Paula. Thanks for coming today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Good, good. Let's start today with um, how you came to be in the TBU. I understand that you came through electric vehicle passenger automotive? Yeah, absolutely. So started off my career in uh, electronic uh, component distribution with another distributor. Uh, but through that work... Uh, it will not be named later? Yep, nope. Okay. Uh, nope, not at all. Uh, but uh, through the work with that company, uh, got my interest and involvement in uh, electrification, certainly as the market was beginning to explode uh, probably about seven or eight years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, and, uh, really by way of, uh, physical location, uh, being on the West coast where a lot of the EV startups, uh, have been generated, especially mm -hmm. the California market, uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, even the Pacific Northwest. Is that still the heart? I would say California without a doubt. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, certainly spreading across the country, just about everywhere. A major metro, uh, metropolitan area has some kind of uh, major EV installation of some sort, whether it's infrastructure, uh, an automotive OEM, uh, and certainly right now, uh, last mile delivery vehicles uh, really being the kind of driver for it. But um, but uh, by way of being there in location and uh, mainly interest in, uh, in, in that marketplace, um, uh, was able to kind of really dig my feet into um, learning about those customers, learning about what they needed. Uh, specifically from distribution uh, at the time. And uh, yeah, really developed a passion and a love for it at that point in time. So and how long have you been with TTI and, and what is your role here? Yeah, it'll be six years in August of this year, uh, which is crazy. It's gone by really <laughs> fast. Really fast. Um, and uh, currently my title is uh, Director of Marketing for our Transportation Group. Um, but uh, really what that means is uh, supporting our regional sales engineers on our transportation team. Um, by getting them the right information from our suppliers on our line card uh, that have transportation-focused products. And how many of those are there? Uh, well, there's close to 70 suppliers on the line card, but transportation-specific suppliers is seven. And how many engineers? Uh, seven engineers. Seven engineers. Yep. Yeah. So we have seven regional sales engineers spread out throughout the country. So it has grown so much it over has. the 10 years as, as I've watched the, the transportation business unit, or again, as we call it, the TBU, mm -hmm. just the sheer number of markets and applications where electronics are impacting transportation, like everything from agriculture equipment to electrification, yep. as you've said. Um, so where do you see, where are you seeing the most growth? Is it of the electrification, where are you seeing that and what vehicles? I think you see in the news every day more and more about automotive EV, right? Mm -hmm. That everybody's got a new EV vehicle coming out for the passenger vehicle. Mm -hmm. uh, many of those are still years away. Okay. I would I would say um, certainly the the Ford Lightning is is come out uh, you know I've got Tesla certainly out in the marketplace and a few of the Chinese EV OEMs, uh, but for us here in North America certainly the fastest growing and the one that's coming the fastest down the road is that last mile vehicle delivery. Talk uh, to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so if you if you start to think about all of the deliveries that have certainly happening on a daily basis across the country, like Amazon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Amazon, FedEx, UPS. Uh, think even. More 
more commercial or industrial than that, right? All of the, excuse me, the deliveries that are happening to businesses every single day from their suppliers. Uh, there's so much uh, that's ready to be, I'll say, interrupted uh, from internal combustion uh, standpoint with EV and the last mile delivery. Uh, and that's honestly where we see the best um, application for current battery, uh, I'll say capacity mm -hmm. uh, on those vehicles. You know, most of them can't go more than a couple hundred miles in a day. Most last mile delivery vehicles don't drive more than 180 miles in a day. Yeah. So it seems like this last mile delivery vehicle, you know, everyone's going to benefit from that. Tell me about the technologies that we are waiting on. Like you said, battery, you know, is a, is a limiting factor. Mm -hmm. So what technologies are, should we be looking forward to, to, to really get that show on the road? Yeah. Uh, there's, quite a few coming. Certainly from the battery perspective, improvement on range. Uh, so range anxiety, right? You hear that all the time when it uh, when it comes to EVs. Uh, the reason uh, last mile delivery vehicles are such a uh, ripe market for e electrification is, again, the, the short distances in relativity that they drive in a day, um, even though they're out driving around all day. So a battery can actually last, uh, you know, or make it through an entire shift and then do a slow charge overnight. So one of the improvements that you're seeing, uh, that we're seeing coming down the line is, is around battery management systems or BMS. Um, it, that's the proprietary IP that uh, most BMS manufacturers are out there trying to do, right? How do you squeeze every ounce of efficiency out of a battery okay. to extend the range and the uh, performance of a battery on a vehicle? And that's critical, especially when you start talking about having payload on a truck or on a van or something along those lines. Um, and, and yeah, in addition to that, I think uh, autonomy, you can't talk electrification without uh, autonomy as well, too. Uh, that's certainly coming down the road, um, maybe faster than some might be comfortable with or, or would like, uh, you know, depending on the market that you're in. Uh, you know, for example, Phoenix, you see uh, Waymo uh, vans uh, driving around uh, in San Francisco or the Bay Area. You'll see neuro delivery vehicles maybe delivering your groceries. Doing that last mile delivery, yeah, right? Exactly. Right. So certainly a lot of that uh, to, to come as well, too, uh, which is really exciting. It presents an opportunity for us to um, uh, really provide a lot more components when mm -hmm. you start thinking about all of the uh, new technology on a truck, right? A from a digital screen to the battery pack, everything's electric now. Right, so right. there's no motor. There's nothing. So, uh, there's, <laughs> yeah. so is it, speaking of the, of the technology, and is, like every day we're waiting or we're seeing a new technology, have, working with our suppliers as closely as you and your team do, is there, can you give our, our listeners any sneak peek? You know, here's something that's coming that they're, that, that our design engineer partners are just waiting for. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot, uh, to pick one is a hard thing to do, but, um, I'll, I'll just keep it. I could pick the sexiest one. Yeah, sure. So something called megawatt charging, uh, which sounds something, uh, right out of like back to the future or something like that. But, mm -hmm. uh, megawatt charging is something that's coming and it's primarily focused for, uh, big, uh, think commercial vehicles. So class eight trucks, uh, over the highway type trucks, uh, agriculture, mining, uh, construction, anything that's big earth movers or big uh, payload movers, uh, where you need to be able to drive a truck across the country, but then also have a, a full charge on a massive battery pack uh, within hours and not, uh, or, or really in minutes, and as opposed to, you know, eight, nine, 10, 12 hours overnight. Can't have a truck just sitting around. Can't take it off the road. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so I kid you not when I tell you, in, and I realize this is a recording, so it's going to be nothing to those listening, but it's uh, about the size of your head, this connector. 
connector that would, you know, plug into the vehicle and looks like uh, enable that much power, yeah. that much charging, that quick charging. That's right. Yep. And that's that's coming down the line. They're, they are. I'm resisting the urge to say, and Gabe has no small head. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, um, but it, it's uh, it's exciting to see there is still uh, it's kind of still the great wild west when it comes to uh, EV charging. And you've seen this technology yeah. not not available yet, but coming. Not fully released. Not fully uh, but released. Suppliers on our line card have mm. uh, options that we will put in inventory and are working with customers on trying to find uh, a home for those and what those look like. The the biggest challenge right now is standards, right? Okay. Trying to figure out. So what everybody out there that that has an idea of what you're talking about is wondering this what is that connector going to cost yeah that's a great question <laughs> that's a great question i would say it's probably in in the uh, uh more than a few hundred dollars i'll say it's oh, it's going to be up there so yeah just the connector though if you're talking the assembly it's probably a few thousand so yeah yeah, yeah. so it'll be expensive but it's going to it's going to really transform uh for those larger vehicles really transform the ability to electrify more of them. So speaking of this big connector, there's a receptacle, right? And, and the charging station, and we're always talking about there not being enough infrastructure. So, so tell us about that. What is going on? What is new, what new technology is coming? Yeah, really good question. A couple different things, um, that are happening out there. One, you're seeing more, uh, expansion of, uh, you know, charging infrastructure out in the marketplace. Uh, if you follow news around, uh, the charging infrastructure deals that are happening, obviously with the, uh, recent infrastructure bill that was passed, there's a lot more, uh, investment being put into it. Uh, so you have a lot of incentives for major trucking companies, major, uh, even gas stations. Uh, you know, I can think of recent announcements from, uh, pilot and a few others, uh, that are going to be installing charging infrastructure at their locations in the near future. Um, the, the interesting thing that we're starting to see is OEMs of vehicles. So think like a Daimler truck, uh, a Proterra bus, uh, anybody that's making an EV product uh, are now also setting up a secondary business within that company that is providing charging infrastructure to their customer base. So in the example of an electric bus, they might also provide the charging station tower, uh, the, the vendors needed to do the installation. Like to the school district. Exactly. Okay. Or to a municipality or to whatever municipal. that okay. might be. Yep. Exactly. Uh, or in the case of uh, a heavy duty truck, uh, you know, I think of the port of Los Angeles is a great example where all of those uh, day trucks that are just moving trailers all over the place, those guys that are electrifying those are installing and helping support the installation of that, uh, the, the infrastructure needed to be able to charge it. Because let's face it, most of those companies, you know, if I'm a fleet owner, I have no idea how to go <laughs> or who to talk to, right? To Who's going to help me put this into my yard and connect it to ultimately the major electrical grid to be able to support the power that's going to be required? So as that momentum picks up, will we see technology advance quicker and quicker? Is there is there a balance there? Or I guess I'm, I'm saying crossing the chasm, right? Are we waiting for that to happen? I think so. Yeah, uh, absolutely. There's... There's so much of uh, new technology that's coming down the line that seems very conceptual at this point mm -hmm. where, yes, we think we can get to this point of, uh, you know, a quick charge even for a passenger vehicle um, or for a truck that might take only 30 minutes uh, or something like that. Those are kind of that uh, desired state of, of being for the EV marketplace. Um, you know, it's taken us a good, well, uh, 
probably a lot longer than 50 years to get to this point, but certainly in the last 20 years, uh, the advances have come a little bit slower. But as we look back five years, the advances are even faster. Mm -hmm. uh, so it seems like absolutely you're right that we will see more uh, technological advances and releases happening much quicker. And it does seem as like that. Build that it, absolutely. Moment. And it's reflected it from, from our suppliers and the technologies that they're releasing as well. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the how the TTI TBU team brings value to the automotive design engineer, right? Mm -hmm. So the mechanical engineer, I understand in, in this case, really focuses on things like switch gear, um, component packaging, internal component packaging, and the electrical engineer, really with everything related to powertrain now, right? And That's right. infotainment. So tell us what kind of value assist that you and your team bring. Yeah, to, to the, that. Yeah, absolutely. To that automotive design engineer. Yeah. Um, first thing I'll say is we deal with many different types of engineers, um, definitely mechanical and, and uh, electrical, but uh, it, we're starting to see even uh, just a crazy amount of requests coming from uh, college campuses now as well, focusing on uh, the engineering side of things for componentry, which is kind of a new, um, as a matter of fact, just got a request from a major university uh, in Michigan uh, very recently um, for a solar car. Um, with a bunch of different types of engineers looking for different types of board level components, sensors, right? exactly. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of the technology that you see in the marketplace today for batteries, uh, for infotainment and things like that started at these college uh, car programs and things like that. So side note there. Uh, but our team definitely focuses on uh, bringing the value, I'll say, of uh, choice. First and foremost, um, we have a mix of engineers on our team that are both mechanical and electrical. Um, lots of experience on our team of uh, gentlemen who have been uh, not only wire harness manufacturing designers, uh, but they've also worked for the truck OEMs, uh, board level designers, um, and lots of great um background, I would say, you know, tens of years of background doing actual design work themselves. And now on the side of it, of being able to help the design engineers locate product, uh, find the newest and latest graded, you know, latest and greatest of a certain component that might be available. Um, and again, I think it's the value of choice, uh, certainly, where uh, sometimes, uh, you know, based on a device that an engineer might be using, uh, might be very locked into a specific connector or product. We can actually go out and look and say, hey, that's a great product. This is also available that is maybe a little bit better for your application or specific use. Uh, maybe it's a cheaper component. Maybe it's more readily available. Um, you know, there's a Interesting. I would have thought it was so specialized that there might not be much opportunity um, for, for for crossing, that, yeah. there, that so many things would be so sourced. But I suppose it depends on the information that you get, right? And that's a, that's a lot of research if the design engineer is trying to do that and... Well, Find think all about the it. Sources. Uh, yeah, on not only one single part, but on hundreds of parts right. based on a, a specific bill of material or something like that. So, for them to be able to do that um, is, uh, you know, a great value that they bring. And I think even more importantly than that, though, our customers and the engineers that we work with regularly um, are also looking for us to bring them new product. You know, what else are our suppliers releasing into the marketplace that they haven't seen? Uh, you know, so much of our time at trade shows is spent having those type of conversations with customers, which is great because we can talk to so many at one time. Um, but now that we can go to trade shows again, yeah. do, do you recommend? 
Yeah, the trade show is a source. I do, I do. It's uh, I've gone to two so far this year, um, and they have been uh, fantastic in terms of being able to engage with customers and learn what they're looking for and see the product in person, uh, but also engaging with suppliers and finding out what their challenges are and getting to those customers or uh, getting to the right customers and making sure that they're putting out the right product that the that the market is asking for. Um, so it's absolutely worth uh, going to the right shows. And there's a few of them out there, you know, based on market and industry that you're looking for within transportation that uh, that we can recommend as well too. Yeah. So engineer, come to the trade show to learn, but also to share your voice and your needs yeah. so that the suppliers will, that that will be the the technology they're working That's on. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Great market research. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and just to kind of further the value conversation too, I think the, the, the additional thing that the team does is this is a regional team based uh, across the, the country as well. So we have uh, communication and access with major OEMs, with the device manufacturers that build for those OEMs, and then ultimately with CMs uh, or contract manufacturers, wire harness manufacturers, uh, all in, in the same line. So we can communicate very effectively and help OEMs find those customers that can help support their business, but then also tie business together for our suppliers and for our customers as so well. So you make recommendations. Absolutely. Is that what you just said? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yep. that's good. So Gabe, let's talk just a little more about these seven specialized transportation suppliers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really being working with them on a co-op basis, I understand that they're heavy on the science and heavy on the R&D, um, the interaction um, even the publication of literature, maybe not so much. Yeah. So, so how do you can you can you bridge that gap yeah. for the design engineer? Great question. Uh, and yes, we do. Um, and you're absolutely right. The traditional, um, you know, uh, transportation suppliers or really automotive suppliers. Many of the suppliers of those seven that we talk about are uh, very strictly. Uh, automotive focus, though their product bleeds into many other uh, transportation market segments. Um, and yes, they can be very difficult. They have limited resources on a website, uh, you know, catalogs that are from 1999 and haven't been updated since. Um, lots of different things like that. Hard to find uh, prints, uh, 3D models, or even just an engineer at their facility to talk to about a, uh, a question. And absolutely, our job uh, and the job of the sales engineers on our team is to essentially act as that uh, supplier's sales force out in the marketplace. Um, So while they're doing it for multiple hats uh, for those suppliers, um, all of them are able to speak logically, uh, technically, uh, and are well-versed uh, on those suppliers and have the connections back into those suppliers to get a hold of an EV engineer uh, for a connector or uh, to be able to help with the power distribution module and making sure we're getting the right product for that or any of those. But getting the right engineer on a call with a customer at the time, we, we are able to do that or even as simple as, you know, providing a print or a, a sample. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get, getting them to the right place in a, on the phone tree. You That's can right. imagine, right? You yeah. know, if you know your party's extension. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Difficult in that manufacturing environment. Yeah. Many of them don't even list a, a voicemail or anything like that that you can leave a number for. So, yeah, it's, so yeah, it's, it's hard. It's a secret. Yep. <laughs> so you have to know the, the agents at the legendary 
TTI TBU. That's right. That's right. Gabe, this has been fun to kick yeah. off this series with you. So um, I'm going to, to our audience out there, go to TTI.com and learn who these seven secret suppliers are. Yep. Um, and tune in next time where we learn from Gabe what other technology that is coming down the road as big as his head. <laughs> Thanks, Paula. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Thank you, Gabe. That's it for this episode of the TTI Distribution Download. For more information on any of the topics you heard about today, reach out to your nearby TTI branch at 1-800-CALL-TTI or visit us online at tti.com. Thank you.